We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Bolt Breakdowns here on the Guilty as Charged podcast YouTube channel. Today on the show, I want to talk about picks 1 through 12 and how I think they'll play out and how that affects the Chargers' decision-making at 13. So that's going to be the main topic today. But first, I want to thank Austin Eckler for coming on the show yesterday. Uh, it was really fun, and by now you guys have seen the interview. Uh, so thanks to Austin for that. And I also want to thank our sponsor, Manscaped. Use code GUILTY for 20% off your first purchase today and fix your hygiene. Uh, I probably look like a mess right now, though. So I'm not one to talk, but use code GUILTY for 20% off. Uh, now let's get into the meat and potatoes of this video. The first round pick, um, it's going to be a big deal sort of regardless of what happens. Uh, and I think it'll be interesting to see how these first 12 picks play out, but I sort of wanted to give my extended thoughts. Uh, I already did a little bit of a mock draft on the draft network, uh, and you can see on the right, the players that are available. Um, but uh, this will be kind of an interesting exercise. Unfortunately, I can't pause the mock draft because and talk about every pick as it happens because I uh, don't have TDN premium. But, you know, the draft already played out. So let's just talk about it. Uh, Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson, no surprise there at number one and number two. Uh, the big question is here, right? Number three with the Niners. Uh, they have the choice of Jones, Lance, or Fields, and they're going to go quarterback. Pretty obvious at this point. But... You know, which one it will be, uh, I don't know, but it kind of doesn't matter for the Chargers, in my opinion. As long as San Francisco is taking a quarterback, I think you're largely going to see some of these same players available uh, when the Chargers are on the board. The real inflection point here is number four with the Falcons because they are rumored to be kind of deciding between a couple of options and there's some organizational disagreement about what they should do. 
Uh, they could obviously take Justin Fields. They could take Mac Jones. They could, you know, really establish the quarterback position there behind Matt Ryan and get a guy to learn behind him. Uh, or, you know, another name that's been rumored for them is Kyle Pitts, right? So he is, you know, regarded by many as the best pass catcher of this draft. And I can't say he would be a mistake at that point. And, you know, him, Calvin Ridley, Julio, that would be fun. Penny Sewell was also a bit of a rumor. Uh, for the Falcons at this pick. So uh, they do decide to go quarterback here, which is a big deal. And and we'll sort of get into the number of quarterbacks that should go off the board for the Chargers a little bit later. Uh, Jamar Chase to the Bengals. Uh, I've been saying Jamar Chase will go to the Bengals and I will continue to say it until I'm proven wrong. Uh, But I, uh, I just think it makes a little bit too much sense for the Bengals. I know that they have a need at an offensive tackle, but I just think that they're not going to resist pairing Jamar Chase with Joe Burrow again, and maybe they'll go get an Alex Leatherwood in the second round. Whether that's the right thing to do, uh, I don't agree there, but I do think it is what will actually end up happening. Uh, the Dolphins, another sort of inflection point in this draft in terms of position player, uh, Jalen Waddle, the wide receiver goes there. There's been talks about the Dolphins trading out of the six pick, even though They just traded into the sixth pick with the Eagles. And there's also been rumors that the Eagles now want to trade back up. So it's just like, why did you guys do that trade? But, um, you know, you have the Dolphins here taking Jalen Waddell. I think it's very possible that that could be the pick. You also have the other Alabama stud, Devonta Smith here. Uh, I do think Miami will pursue an offensive weapon, um, whether that's a wide receiver Um, or, you know, if Kyle, if the Falcons do pass on Kyle Pitts and he winds up there at six, that's a very possible selection as well. Then we have the Detroit Lions taking Panay Sewell. Uh, We have Rayshon Slater. So this begins kind of the run on tackles. Uh, And it's important where these tackles get uh, picked, obviously, because you've seen some scenarios where Rayshon Slater falls to 13, somewhere Panay Sewell falls. Uh, This has been the talked about trade-up spot recently with the Lions uh, that, you know, Benjamin Albright reported or not reported, but, you know, kind of throughout there is a little interesting footnote uh, on this draft. And yeah, I think this is probably the spot where if the Chargers want to, they would have to trade up for Panay Sewell around seven, potentially around eight. Um, I don't think it's a lock that the Lions are going to go offensive tackle. I think that they're the real wild card in these first 13 uh, picks or the first 12 before the Chargers. Micah Parsons was a name that was rumored for them, but I could also see them going offensive tackle uh, or, you know, a skill position player to help up Jared Goff there. So it'll be interesting to see what they do because out of all of the teams in this top 12, I think they're the most uncertain, especially with their reported desire to trade back in the draft. Uh, Rashawn Slater goes to the Panthers. This has been the name for the Panthers for a while. Benjamin Albright, uh, again, was another, you know, sort of report there. They do kind of like Slater or Sewell reportedly. So uh, I think that they will probably go, if they don't trade out of that eighth selection to the Patriots or some QB needy team, I think that they're going to take a tackle. Uh, And also, they sort of need one, um, especially after Russell Okun's departure, and they never truly filled that void. They do have Taylor Moton on the other side, but they do need some tackle help. Mac Jones is going to the Denver Broncos in this mock draft. Again, I think the most important thing for the Chargers is how many quarterbacks are taken. 
because I think in most TDN draft scenarios in the top 12, you'll see something like 80% of the time, five quarterbacks are taken in the top 10, maybe 15% of the time, four quarterbacks are taken in the top 10, and then maybe 5% of the time, three quarterbacks are taken in the top 10, right? So the number of quarterbacks based on the position players they'll have left to choose is super important for the Chargers. Uh, I do think it will ultimately be five, uh, much like the 2018 draft with Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold and uh, Josh Rosen. I do think that you're going to see five quarterbacks taken in that top 10. Uh, so Denver gets Mac Jones. Uh, I would not be surprised if Denver maybe did a short trade up with Miami uh, to get the quarterback that they want. Wouldn't surprise me at all. Dallas gets Kyle Pitts after a long slide. I think this one is a little bit unrealistic because I do think a team like Miami could take Kyle Pitts. Uh, a team like Detroit could also take Kyle Pitts. I mean, I know they have Hawkinson, but like Kyle Pitts is your ultimate offensive weapon, right? He's kind of your king card in that regard. So uh, I think that Kyle Pitts is going to go before here, but uh, that'll be interesting to see where Kyle Pitts goes. If he does fall to Dallas, I think they'll take him. But if he's already off the board, this is one of those scenarios where Sir Tanner Horn probably comes off the board. Um, but they don't here, so that kind of helps the Chargers. As you can see, J.C. Horn is still available, uh, so we'll get to that in a bit. The Giants take Devonta Smith. This has kind of been the rumor coming out of there that they really, really like Devonta Smith. Uh, so I think that's probably the direction they'll go if he's still on the board. You know, a lot of teams, uh, we saw the Dolphins take Waddle, do like the high upside ceiling of Waddle over Devonta Smith. There's also questions about Smith's frame, unfortunately, even though I think most of those, you know, concerns are kind of garbage, but what are you going to do? It's the NFL draft and teams overthink things. Uh, Patrick Sertan goes to the Eagles at number 12. Uh, I would probably go crazy on stream about the pick, uh, but because the Cowboys don't pick Sertan or Horn, that means that, you know, the first best corner of the draft, uh, whichever one you think that is, is available here, including Caleb Farley, right? <laughs> you know, there are some people that still overlook the injury concerns and see the potential. So all the cornerbacks are available here for the Eagles at 12. Let's talk about the Chargers now, because um, you've sort of seen how this board has played out and you have JC Horn available. You have Micah Parsons, Christian Darisol obviously has been the rumored name uh, if the Chargers stay there, uh, but also Caleb Farley. He's kind of vaulted back up draft boards even after the injury concerns. Uh, a lot of Chargers fans also like Tevin Jenkins. Uh, and so that is an interesting scenario. I've, I, I've debated with people, Christian Darasov versus Tevin Jenkins. Obviously, Steven and Tyler, I think, lean more in the Jenkins direction. I lean more in the Darasov direction just based on uh, his efficiency and his physical tools and skill set. But there are some people that question his effort, and I don't think that's fair personally. But, you know, if you really like Tevin Jenkins, he is a guy that, that goes all out on every play. But personally, uh, in this scenario... I probably take Christian Darisol, although JC Horn is obviously very tempting. Um, but like I said, I don't know if JC Horn will be on the board because that all depends on what happens here, right? We can probably refresh this mock draft and I'll, I just want to do this to see sort of what would happen, right? If we redo this mock draft and Kyle Pitts doesn't fall to 10, because I think Kyle Pitts falling to 10 is ultimately pretty unlikely. 
you know, we have Trevor Lawrence, we have Trey Lance, Zach Wilson, you know, a bit unrealistic here, but the number of quarterbacks kind of will stay the same, uh, I think. Or no, actually, uh, I think we just had four quarterbacks go there. We did not have Mac Jones go off the board. Right, he's still on the board. So in this scenario, the Chargers are dealing with four quarterbacks off the board instead of five, which I don't think is as good for them um, just because that creates a run on position players that you know, you're going to have one less uh, of Sertan or, or all of those kind of guys uh, available to pick. But in general, you see the first three picks are quarterbacks. I'm not going to get into what happened here, but you do see the first three picks are quarterbacks. Then the, the Falcons take Kyle Pitts in this draft. I think that's certainly a possibility for them. Uh, Jamar Chase to the Bengals, similar to last time. Then you have Jalen Waddle, Panay Sewell, Rashawn Slater, virtually the same as last time. Uh, then we, you know, in this one, the Broncos get Justin Fields. Um, and I think I speak for all of us when, if that happens, we would all be super pissed. Uh, but you know, it's, it's a possibility for sure. Patrick Sertan, uh, goes to the Cowboys in uh, a blow to my heart. Uh, but I kind of think that may be the pick for them. Uh, they're going to probably pick if Kyle Pitts isn't on the board between Sertan and Horn, um, I don't think it's as certain uh, as people think that they're going to take Sertan because I could see them taking JC Horn and, and Jerry Jones rolling on it with, you know, the athlete or, or the perceived more athletic one between the two. Uh, so it wouldn't surprise me or, you know, Jerry Jones could also go, Hey, I want Devonta Smith because he's a wide receiver and I want my offense to be incredible while my defense crumbles. Who knows? Uh, the, uh, the Giants actually go edge here. They go with Jalen Phillips. Uh, they do also like Phillips a lot, uh, apparently, from what you hear. So I do think edge that early would surprise me for them. Um, but it, it, it is a need. But I also could see them going potentially offensive tackle, potentially wide receiver. I do think they ultimately will go with Devonta Smith. And in this scenario, because we just had four quarterbacks taken, uh, and because Kyle Pitts didn't fall in this scenario, neither Sertan Knight or Horn uh, are available for the Chargers. And that's one of the uh, ultimate, you know, things that will decide it, right? You can kind of simulate the mock draft a, a bunch of times, but if you have fewer quarterbacks taken and Kyle Pitts isn't there for the Cowboys at 10, this is kind of the situation that I think will happen. Although I think the Giants will take Devonta Smith. Uh, so then in this situation, you have... Darasaw, Devonta Smith, Michael Parsons, uh, and that those are, I think this group of five or six here is, is really the choice for the Chargers. Um, I think they would probably lean Darasaw, but it wouldn't shock me if they went Jenkins, and it wouldn't shock me if they went Caleb Partley just because of the cornerback need. Um, Devonta Smith would be BPA here, uh, I guess, or actually, you know, it, the draft network ranks Michael Parsons a little bit higher. Uh, he's another inflection point in this draft that I'll get to when we re-simulate it. But Devonta Smith would be uh, kind of an interesting BPA situation. I don't think Tom Telesco would actually do it, though. I know what he said in his press conference yesterday, but that's, you know, uh, that's a matter of do you believe what he says, you know, because before last year's draft, he said he was okay with the linebacker depth, and then he took Kenneth Murray after trading up back into the first round. So, you know, how much can you really trust that stuff? I don't know. Uh, but let's simulate it one last time just to see sort of what we get. Uh, a little bit of a change here, a little bit of a change here with Panay Sewell going to the Bengals. 
Um, but you see largely the same things play out. Uh, in this, you actually have three cornerbacks go off the board because the Broncos take one, uh, which would be sort of interesting. But uh, this is one of those scenarios where you have three quarterbacks taken and not five. I think this is very unrealistic because I do think there will be five quarterbacks in that top 10. But uh, yeah, this creates one of the situations for the Chargers. Darisol is most likely to be available still. Um, but, you know, it does create a, a situation where Sertan, Horn, Waddle, Smith, they, they wouldn't fall to the Chargers uh, uh, to be able to take in a situation where only three quarterbacks go off the board. But you do have Kyle Pitts, Penny Sewell, possibility for the Bengals, even though I do think they'll go with Jamar Chase. Then you have a slight run on wide receivers here with Jamar Chase and Jalen Waddle. Uh, the Panthers still take Rashawn Slater, which has been the most consistent pick kind of on here. Uh, Patrick Sertan, the Broncos don't go quarterback. Uh, I guess that'll depend on which guy is on the board and which guy they like, but they take a corner. Uh, then the Cowboys take a corner. Then the Giants take Devon Smith and the Eagles take Caitlin Farley. Uh, I wouldn't be <laughs> psyched with that pick, which you would know if you watched uh, our Thursday podcast this week, but uh, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see what happens here. I guess in this scenario, Again, I'm probably still taking Christian Darisol, um, but you can make an argument for Micah Parsons potentially there is BPA. That's not a QB, you know, and that's, that's a talking point as well. And again, some fans do like Tevin Jenkins. I, I do have to acknowledge that. Uh, I like Tevin Jenkins too, just not at that pick over Darisol. So let's simulate it one last time and sort of see how the cookie crumbles. You have Trevor Lawrence again with this. I don't know what they're doing with Zach Wilson here, but he's pretty certain to be the second quarterback off the board. Uh, and wow, we get almost the exact mock draft as last time. Uh, although I think it is unrealistic. So uh, to summarize, I think that the things for Chargers fans to watch uh, on draft night are a, how many quarterbacks are taken in the top five? I do think it'll be four or five, um, or sorry, in the top 10. Uh, I do think it'll be four or five, but how many exactly it is will determine which position players uh, are available. Uh, where Kyle Pitts goes, I think, is another storyline because you could see a team like the Cowboys maybe make a move for him, but if the Falcons take him at four, that's obviously a moot point but the Falcons could also go quarterback, right? And I think in the first mock draft we looked at, they actually did take one. Uh, so that will be something to watch. Uh, obviously, I think Panay Sewell, Rashawn Slater, if they do start to slide past a certain point, you know, that could create a situation where the Chargers are more likely to trade up. I don't think they will actually trade up before the draft. Uh, like maybe some people expect, I think it would be a, as it happens kind of thing. And as people start to see the board going the way it is uh, in this situation, we actually had Michael Parsons go. I think Michael Parsons is maybe the top 10 pick that a lot of people aren't talking about. So his inclusion in the top 10 would help the chargers quite a bit um, just because it's more likely or at that point than a quarterback or a position player falls. In this case, it was Waddle that fell and Devonta Smith. Um, so you can see how the inclusion of Parsons or three cornerbacks affects some of those situations as well. Although I don't think they're necessarily realistic situations. Uh, all right. So I want to sort of break down how I think the board will happen now. So I do think with the first pick, the Jaguars select Trevor Lawrence. With the second pick, the Jets select Zach Wilson. 
With the third pick, I think the Niners do select Justin Fields. Uh, we'll see how that actually turns out. Number four, I think the Falcons select Kyle Pitts, the tight end from Florida. Number five, I obviously think the Bengals do select Jamar Chase. Uh, at number six, I will say the Dolphins take Jalen Waddle uh, as a wide receiver. They could also go Devonta Smith here, but again, that doesn't really change the math for the Chargers in a way, uh, just because, again, it would be another receiver coming off the board. Uh, seven, I'm going to say the Detroit Lions go with Micah Parsons. I know they could take an offensive tackle, but as it stands right now, I think they take uh, Parsons. So I, I would sort of slot him in here. Then I do think the Panthers will take Slater. And this is the part that's probably going to get me killed. I think the Broncos, if teams stay where they stand, do end up with Panay Sewell. Uh, and then I think you'll probably have the Cowboys and the Eagles take cornerbacks, although the Eagles in this scenario could take someone like Devonta Smith, uh, but maybe the Giants take him before. So I probably guess that the Cowboys do go Patrick Sertan. The Giants go Devonta Smith. And then uh, the Eagles are left with a Jay-Z Horn, a Caleb Farley, or uh, perhaps one of the receivers if they do fall. But let me know what you think is going to happen in the top 12 in the comments below. And based on that top 12 scenario, who do you want the Chargers to take if a cookie crumbles a certain way? Uh, but yeah, let me know what you guys think in the comments below. I'll be responding to, uh, to them when I can. But uh, yeah, draft is only five days away. I'm very excited. Uh, and obviously, as always, bolt up. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.